Thursday, August 12, the 224th day of 2021. There are 141 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country will have day number four of Where's Quacky. It will be your chance to win. We will also talk about kind of a uh, new event. And if you're uh, interested in running, something you need to know about, uh, like running for exercise, not just like running to run from people. And we'll have today's water cooler question, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You heard the phrase revenge, and maybe you'll finish it. Revenge is a dish best served. Cold? Cold is exactly right. And that means, I've never really considered what that is, but revenge is better served when people like to Least wait expected. and they like to mm-hmm. you know let it cool down and then you exact your revenge but a new study says 58% of participants preferred to take immediate revenge even if it meant dealing a lesser blow to an enemy most of the 1500 volunteers also chose to take quick revenge over receiving money instead do you buy Maybe I'm. I'm just not turned that way. Yeah. Is this like a reality show? You're like, not really. Is... You're not really vengeful <laughs> by all. nature. I mean, you you are reactionary in ways, but you just kind of react and then you go on. Yeah. But I'm more of a. I'm a revenge is a, is a dish best served cold person. I'd rather it's that. like just rather, rather let it lay and just kind of wait. Someday you'll get yours and that type of thing. Oh, we, over there in chair number two. I'd like to say good morning to uh, our dear friend. He returns again this week. He may be 101 on your scanner, but he's number one in your heart. He's Grayson County Sheriff Norman Chaffins. I'm the Highway Patrol. Welcome back, Sheriff. Good to be back. Good morning. You sounded a little bit different this, Mark. A little bit different this morning, Mark. This morning? Yes. As compared to what morning? Any other time I've been on here. Okay. Then I figured out I did have my headphones on. So. <laughs> well, I, I noticed was waiting for you to put them on. I I, like, well, uh... you did glance down and thought, I'm missing something. You're feeling you're not properly dressed for the show. But you do have a nice look there. you got your headphones on top of your head, but your glasses are on top of your head. Oh, yeah. I just noticed that. You need sunglasses also on the top of your head. And I've, then you really look like a 50-something. Yes, I've done you that know, it's, uh, I'm kind of getting used to this 50-something. And can I tell you, I, I'll talk more about it some other time, but listen – when when the AARP gets their hooks in you, they really want you to know that you're in the club. I mean, every time I turn around, they're mailing me something and telling me, "Hey, you're in the you're in the club." I've been in the club for a couple of years. Yeah, it's it. I was having a so we were. It was about a month before my birthday. It was almost exactly thirty days. You could tell by the mailing that we were getting ready to go to. Uh, we were taking the girls to Disney World for the Fourth of July, and we were in a good mood. And the mail came, and I, uh, laid on my desk was my membership card in the AARP and I oh, thought yeah. well you all know how to kill a good mood <laughs> yes I mean goodness gracious uh vengeance are you a vengeful person uh, you're 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 a savvy kind of you know calculating kind of I see like you're very competitive is my point does that make you vengeful yeah only with uh like people like Bill Embry or somebody like that 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 you know that made me run sprints when I was in high school I haven't forgotten a lot of that and mm-hmm. you know my 
dream traffic stop is a felony at about 10 degrees outside, <laughs> proning him out on the cold concrete. But other than that, it's, uh, you know, wow. not, I'm not necessarily vengeful as that far as That dish is way, mad, way, vengeful. way cold. I told him I yesterday, mean, I'm a been, patient man. You've been laying and waiting for that. Um, do, you don't have any type of vengeance against Dennis Cook or anything? Or, I well, mean, I was I mean, told that the law almost had to be called to keep you all separated last week. Uh, during one particular exchange, but then I thought, well, he is the law, so I don't know how that works. Yeah, well, I mean, I like Dennis. Dennis is a fine man. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to tell him anything as far as me being vengeful because I don't want him to be prepared for what's about to oh, come. Oh, yeah, don't give your opponent the playbook. There you go. Rule, rule number one, <laughs> Absolutely. Don't, don't tell the defense what the offense is doing. Yes. I got it. And, um, by the way, uh, before I talk about the forecast, uh, you saw Hard Knocks this week? I have not. You've Is not seen the Cowboys? Yes, yeah, the yeah. Cowboys. I heard they were doing one. I figured you, more than anybody I knew, would be super excited about Hard Knocks following the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to watch it. It's just I haven't really had a lot of time. Except it's kind of like the Sports Illustrated curse. All the teams that they've ever done on Hard Knocks haven't done very well in no. the season. So you kind well, of. I'm like, just like I am every year, this is the Cowboys year. Yeah. Well, it wasn't <laughs> at the Hall of Fame game. No. Um, but maybe they'll they'll get things righted. But it's a good. Even Miss Buckles over there oh, watched with, you know, she had one eye on whatever she was watching and one eye on Hard Knocks. So yeah. she can she can tell you that Ezekiel Elliott does not know how to wrap birthday no, gifts. So not at all. You have <laughs> that to look forward to. It's hilarious to watch. Potentially today, the hottest day of the year could develop later today, and that's about right for August. Uh, we'll see a heat advisory from about noon to 8 p.m. Central Time tonight. And then the severe weather risk ramps back up for tomorrow. But a cold front will be dropping in later tomorrow, which will give us a little bit of a break on the weekend and into early next week. And then Tropical Systems uh, Fran moving through the Gulf may give us some remnants. If you look at the 10-day forecast, you start to see rain on uh, potentially, especially more on uh, Tuesday and into Wednesday. And that would be remnants of that uh, storm as it comes through the Gulf and then comes on land and then moves through the Ohio Valley. We'll see a heat advisory today, 98 as the high, partly cloudy, 80 as the low tonight, 80 as the low. That's craziness. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the air conditioner will be working hard overnight because the low is only 80. And then 95 for your Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Friday the 13th. <laughs> All right. Governor Bashir on Tuesday issued an executive order saying that uh, Kentucky schools, anyone in Kentucky schools, would be required to wear a mask for, I think his executive order actually is written at uh, at 30 days. He said at least 30 days. But that order got some, um, obviously, some swift uh, response from people on both sides of of the aisle, uh, many people, uh, some many people opposing, and then some people, you know, touting and saying it's the right decision. So here we go back with the back and forth again on can he or can't he uh, issue this executive order, and if and if he does, do people have to follow it? So you've seen, you know, various. Uh, You've got the the principal or the superintendent from the Science Hill schools who did an all-call to all of his parents and called the governor a liberal lunatic. You've got people showing up at school board meetings with signs demanding that uh, school boards not follow the the governor's advice. And so here we are again arguing over it, uh, whether it's viable or not, while cases continue to mount in Kentucky. But the mandate applies in K-12 through schools, child care centers, and preschools. I think it got down to uh, people above the age of two now in child care centers and gave them about 24 hours to respond. And uh, now you've just got, isn't it? So what's gotten more attention over the previous 24 to 48 hours? The idea of the governor trying to say masks in schools or last week when healthcare uh, institution was saying healthcare workers had to be vaccinated. Like two weeks in a row, we've had these little explosions of you can't tell us what to do and you can't make us do that. But how do you explain, Sheriff, the increase in cases? And do you support the mask thing? Well, what gets me is the the ones that are spewing hate. I think they're spewing hate in the wrong direction at the wrong people and at the wrong time. And, you know, I think that uh, Daniel Cameron 
is doing the right thing by challenging it and representing us. And that's why we elected him and put him in office. And I would just simply say that if you don't agree with the, the, the mandates and all the things that our governor's doing, then show him at the polls when you go to vote. That's the way you deal with things. You don't deal with it by hating others, by calling out people. Uh, you know, the school system is doing what they're supposed to do. You know, I don't, I, I don't care to tell you, I think uh, Doug Robinson is doing a great job as far as uh, trying to uh, please everybody, but you know as well as I do, if this comes down from the top, there's nothing he or the or our health department can do. These are rules that are set for them in order to operate their system. The governor will tell you, and I, if you want to take the governor's word for it, and I, I, I think that the hyperbole that every health department – he says he says every health department is in support of his executive order. I I would have to poll all of them myself to know if it was. Uh, I can every, tell you that's not true. Every single one, but I think a lot of health care of health departments probably are supportive of this and say it's a good idea. I think a lot of health care. I think a lot of physicians say this is a good idea to slow this down. Remember, Grayson County now is in its it's starting its second week of school. A lot of Hardin County is in its third day. Jefferson County is in its uh, second day. You've got a lot of the larger school systems that are just now starting to go back where some of the smaller, more rural counties have had a week to watch these cases spin up because students have been in school not wearing masks. And I think some of the numbers you're seeing in Grayson County are a byproduct of that. It also begs the question, should we be testing students or should we just be treating illness? Because you're going to get a lot more positives because of the contagious level of this Delta variant, but it isn't impacting kids as much from a symptomatic standpoint. So I don't know the answers. I have a lot of questions, but I do go back to what you're saying, Sheriff. There's too much hate. There's just too much. There's just too much. No one has all the answers. And whether it's the school board, whether it's health department, whether it's the governor, whether it's me, whether it's whoever, there's no, there's no COVID-19 playbook that says, here's exactly what you do in this situation. You just have to make the best decisions you can in the moment based upon the wisdom that you have, based upon the experience that you have, and the true data. Not so what someone tells you, the true data that you have, and then say, this is what we're going to do because I think it's the best thing. It's in the best interest of everyone. Maybe not in the best comfort of everyone, but in the best interest of everyone. When this first started, Mark, um, I said it from day one. The numbers and the people getting sick, even the people dying from COVID and things that are going on, those numbers are going to pale in comparison. There's going to be a tipping po- tipping point at some at some point where the numbers from COVID, from people getting sick and people going to the hospital are com- going to compel in comparison to the fallout from mental illness uh, from our children. Uh, you know, I, I've got friends that who's you know have kids that have attempted uh, a, a drug overdoses and, and suicide and 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 not that that that's never going to be directly related to COVID because there's no scientific way to prove that that was a factor in that. But I can tell you that everything that's going on, the mental health of our kids, the mental health of our adults, uh, the drug overdoses that we're seeing, the number of domestics, the number of uh, welfare checks, the number of, of property disputes that we're responding to as a sheriff's office, you can't directly relate that to COVID. But I'm telling you, it is a factor. And I'm telling you that at some point, you know, our, our child abuse, our child sexual abuse, we eliminated for a whole year, we eliminated a child's ability to be able to report a child sexual abuse complaint. We yep. took it away from school because that's norm, one of the main ways they report it. We took it away from them from uh, family members coming to visit. They report it to family members. We took that away. And we took it away uh, uh, by, by sheltering them in the home where abuse may be occurring. And now we're starting to see um, more and more cases of that come forward. So at what point do we draw the line where we say, okay, we need to let this, you know, the, the, there's going to be consequences on both sides. The problem is we don't know what those consequences are, but the consequences are getting worse and worse as this pandemic continues. It's hard to anticipate and what what all of those consequences are. And you go back to you, all you can do is, you know, just use the wisdom that you have, the experience, the information that you have, and try to make the best decisions, and sometimes they're unpopular. But I, I try to say I was supportive of the governor's decision yesterday because I think that in this case, in this moment, 
Masks are a good idea in our schools. Any place where you're in close proximity, especially where 50% of your people, 50% of your students are not even allowed to be vaccinated, your 5 to 11-year-olds are not allowed to, so you know they're vulnerable. Are they going to die as a result of COVID-19? Very few of them will, but is any an acceptable number? And I would say no. So for this this period of time where we're in this hump of, of this delta, it's not a V-shape. It's going to be a little bit of a hump, but I think it could be three to four weeks. If, if the mask will help keep our kids in school, keeping them in school helps do what you're suggesting, keeps them with their counselors, keeps them with their bus drivers, keeps them with their teachers, keeps them with their peers, and isn't that... You know, if you if you would ask parents of graduating seniors back in May and say, they would say, I mean, my child lost basically two years of their education. They lost two years of their experience. They lost two years of this. They lost two years of that. Don't we want to avoid that? And is is a mask for six hours a day in schools, is that that big of a sacrifice in order to keep them in school? I, I mean, I am a parent, so for me, I would say, no, it's not that big of a sacrifice. But obviously other people disagree. Yeah, quite so, a few. I don't know. Um, you've got a new video out today from Dr. Anthony Smith with Litchfield Pediatrics. Basically says, what would I have to say to get you to be vaccinated? Um, I, I You know, all you can do is encourage people. You can't, you can't make them. And I've tried to be encouraging and say, I, I made the decision for me um, that I thought it was in my best interest to do it, and I'm glad I did it, and I don't regret it for a moment. I respect those people who are hesitant and have chosen not to. I disagree with it, but I respect your decision not to. Then you've got people and sheriff. I don't know your vaccination status. I think, I mean, I could guess, but I don't know. But I know you're also in a special category that you've been, you were able to rely upon COVID antibodies for quite some time because you suffered. You had a terrible bout with COVID-19 last year. Yeah, and that's, I, you know, I I chose to get the vaccine. I listen, you know, I, I don't listen to Google doctors or Facebook doctors. I listen to my personal doctor. I made the decision based on what's best for me. I made the decision based on what my, the doctor that literally, you know, took care of me as a baby and, and, and knew my medical history growing up, uh, let, you know, I took his advice and, uh, and, and I, I thought that the vaccine was, was the best decision for me. And, you know, it's, like any other vaccine that we get. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, there's a chance that there have been some people that had the vaccine that have gotten COVID, but the symptoms and have been less severe than they would have if, you know, if they hadn't had the vaccine. So, yeah, I mean, people want to, there, there, there are three or four different excuses that people are primarily carrying around. And I, I respect and I understand them. Um, you know, emergency use authorization on this vaccine. We don't, we don't really, we don't really know. Yeah, I mean we 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 don't know the the drug therapies though that they're going to use on you if you get COVID and you have to be hospitalized are also experimental. They right. don't have permanent use by the FDA, so I mean that's something to consider in making your in making your decision there. Um, uh, breakthrough cases. If I get vaccinated, then yes. But what we do know is that if there is a breakthrough case, chances are it's going to be upper respiratory and not lower respiratory and your symptoms are much more mild your recovery your your chances of hospitalization are slim your chances of of fatality is basically non-existent so you know that's something so i you know those two primary excuses well it's an experimental vaccine so if so i would ask if on september 1st the fda says green light this thing's fine. Everybody can use it. It's as good as any other vaccine we use for any other purpose. Will you then go hide behind another excuse, or will you say, okay, I have the confidence of what I'm being told to to go get it? And yeah. so it really just boils down to it's almost a heart condition. You're either determined to or you're determined not to. And there's very little that Dr. Smith or Norman or Mark or Christy or anybody can say that's going to change your mind. That's right. I mean, that's just... It's what it boils down to, simply put. But the longer there's 50% of people that are unvaccinated, the longer COVID becomes, I don't think COVID-19, I think SARS-2 is going to be with us forever. But the longer we have a large unvaccinated to this, the longer we're going to have to live with 
the circumstances that we're in right now. Right. You I, know, it's I'll be honest with you, I think the most I think the biggest problem quite frankly is the the way that the governor is is implementing all these. He's doing it from just based on what he's being told and he's not introducing this to the legislature. I think that's the problem. I think that, you know, I've I, we elected people to be a voice for us in the legislature and 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 it's it's not that process is not happening. And I, that's my problem with the whole deal. I think that this is just one person making all these decisions. And, yes, he has people telling him stuff, but why not introduce – why not make your case to the people that we elected to put in office rather than making the decisions by himself? Yeah, I get that. And, and he is, by the way, he's the only one that could call a special session and involve the legislature. And when he doesn't do that um, – you it know, polarizes people. It, it, it polarizes everybody. It does. It makes them feel left out. But I also know that if I'm the sheriff of Grayson County and I have a, if I have a department meeting of everyone, somebody ultimately has to make the – you may take input from everyone, but ultimately one person, that being the sheriff, has to make the decision. So my, my question is – here's – you can't you, – you have a hard time getting two people to agree on a certain set of decisions or facts or protocols – when you involve two legislative bodies and the executive branch and the, our our leaders in Congress and the Kentucky General Assembly are not known for their ability to be swift and consensus and coalition building and this is how we've led – this is how we've arrived at this tribalism that we have in our nation is through our political system. So if you could convince me that we could get a consensus and we could make good decisions and we could use science, et cetera, and do that, then I'm all for it. But I fear we might just have more polarization because people are choosing sides, et cetera. You see what I'm saying? But, that, just, but that's, that's, the rule of, that's the rule of law. That's the way it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to go to the, it's the, the leader is supposed to take it to the legislature. This emergency power that he has. I think that's way too much power for one person, whether we're in a pandemic or what's going on. I think that's way too much power for one man to have. Yeah. I I almost think we're also no longer in a pandemic. We're just in the new world. I think we're just in the place where we're going to be. So I do think his executive and emergency powers have have long since gone. But I, I will also tell you that in the case of schools, where you've seen, like in Grayson County, kids went back to school last Wednesday, and all of a sudden you see a bunch of new positive cases. We can't wait for the legislature to come in and say, hey, put a mask on. Somebody has to say it if it helps slow things down or we'll be lingering for longer than we are. But no easy answers and no easy decisions without a doubt. So, I did read that... The Little League baseball team from, uh, I think, Southern Warren County that was competing to go to Williamsport for the uh, Little League World Series had one positive COVID-19 test, and they've been told by the Little League World Series they can't compete. Oh, that's terrible. So a COVID-19 test has ended their opportunity to play in the Little League World Series. That's Like, how sad. It's regretful. And Mm. duct tape apparently is becoming the new restraint of choice for those flying the friendly skies. Flight attendants have once again resorted to duct tape to restrain an unruly passenger, this time tying down a 13-year-old boy on an American Airlines flight as another family member punched a window. The teen threw a tantrum and fought with his mother aboard an American Airlines flight from Maui to Los Angeles on Tuesday. The boy acted up on the Airbus 321 about an hour into the flight, which took off at 1244 they uh, one flight attendant was seen going down the aisle with a roll of duct tape, and then the next thing you knew, they diverted to Honolulu. So they were an hour into the flight, had to turn around, go oh. back to Honolulu, land there, and then remove these people from the flight. Here's a tip: if you've not seen on A and E the new show "Fasten Your Seatbelt," it's hosted by Robert Hayes, who starred in the movie Airplane. Yeah, the Don't Call Me Shirley yes, movie. I love it. He's movie. hosting this air people acting out and. It is very good. It is a perfect example of what not to do 
when trying to fly right now. It's available on A&A. So You're doing a great job. We're all counting on you, Mark. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. And um, Sheriff Chavin's got some news about kind of a rebranding of a program they've long been involved in. And then an opportunity for you to participate in an upcoming fundraiser. Uh, a run is coming up. We'll tell you all about the details coming up here on In the Know. Today is Middle Children's Day. Today. It is also Vinyl Record Day today. I, I just never could get back. You know, I was happy to see Vinyl go, but I wasn't one of those people that loved to see it come back. But I worked with Vinyl professionally, and when CDs came along, or it was, well, this is much better. But now I fear, Norman, it won't be too long when the CD comes back and kids will be like, look at these things. They're like CDs. (laughs) And so it makes me feel bad when I've lived through innovation. And then when it recycles back through for the first time, we go, been uh, there, done that. Yeah. CDs. I mean, I was happy when we got to stop buying them. Uh, No joke. (laughs) I mean, they just take up so much room. Remember the CD wallet? You know, your album and you open oh, yeah. up CD. It's like a photo album. Oh, what? Yeah. And it is also Baseball Fans Day today, celebrating the uh, invention that Abner Doubleday created, created by an American. But I didn't know until this morning, Norman, you obviously have uh, British ancestry. I have some British ancestry that Abner Doubleday took two European games, two British games. He took rounders. Mm-hmm. A game called Rounders and Cricket, and combined the two, and actually came up with what we know today as baseball. Yeah, they still call it. They call our baseball Rounders. They do call yes. it. They call it Rounders. Yeah, okay. that's very good. Uh, uh, it's also day number four of Where's Quacky, and I do not have a uh, winner to give you yet from yesterday's Where's Quacky. I'll find that uh, and give it to you later. But uh, Quacky yesterday was at the Sensory Playground at James D. Bevel City Park. Sensory uh, back, uh, sensory playground, kind of a new addition to James oh, yeah. D. Bevel City Park. And so those colors that you're seeing are like uh, kind of looks like kind of a xylophone. And the red thing, I think, is a, is a mallet. Yes. Yeah. And so that's where Quacky spent the day yesterday. My grandson loves that. Uh, over, oh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, it, well, it's been a big hit with the kids, and I'm so glad that they created it. It uh, kind of diversifies from away from your typical merry, merry-go-round and slide yeah. and swings type of playground. Uh, today's Where's Quacky, over on the K105 Facebook page, you'll be able to see a photo of day number four of Where's Quacky, and you'll tell us, where is Quacky? All right, so if you're watching with us, you can see him on screen right now, or you can go over to the K105 Facebook page. You'll see the photograph of where Quacky is spending the day today. Do you know, Norman? <laughs> it's also available here if it's easier to oh. see up there. Hold on. Oh, you got to get his <laughs> got to get his monocle out. Daddy Warbucks in his monocle. I think <laughs> yeah, so. You can't say weird. Yeah, now I'll right. tell you. Yeah, I know that, what it's that's it's a bit of a, a rope It mm-hmm. is. It is a little oh, bit uh... deceiving. So uh, what you do is you comment in the comment section of the photograph on our Facebook page, not in the show thread, in the photograph. And you tell us where Quacky is spending the day, and someone is going to get a K one hundred five T shirt, and we'll have their very own duck in the ducking hunger regatta. That where you could win a thousand dollars on Labor Day, when the Ducking Hunger Regatta will be at the uh, Litchfield Aquatic Center. Sheriff Chaffins, have you sponsored your ducks yet? Not yet. I, okay. I sponsor a couple every year. Good. I, I think you I should think sponsor one hundred one. Duck a, Duck number one hundred one should be the duck that you sponsor. I'm with. I, I like that. I like well, I mean, we see we always buy one hundred four nine, one hundred three nine. 105, mm-hmm. 870, those are the ones that we like to sponsor. Okay. So, but that's a number that you can I might, I might kinda, 101. Kind of relate that's to. A good idea. A 101 might already be sponsored. So I, I apologize if you get there and. So while we're talking about the Alliance and all that. Oh, yeah. Heat. Uh, yeah. Heat today. Uh, so there is a heat advisory. So the food pantry, they were scheduled today to do um, a food distribution from two to four. But they're going to have to cancel because of the heat today. 
So right, no so food distribution today. No afternoon food distribution Correct. today at the Grayson County Alliance. That was scheduled from 2 to 4 Correct. due to the extreme heat. That's that's hard work, back-breaking work on a normal day, loading all mm-hmm. that out. So it's even worse when you have to be in the elements and the doors are raised up and all that stuff. So uh, thanks to Debbie for passing that information along. And by the way, if you want to sponsor your own duck, for the Ducking Hunger Regatta, gc-alliance.com, gc-alliance.com, and you'll be able to sponsor. I, I would encourage you maybe do five ducks. Yeah. What is it per duck? Uh, $5. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, for, for $25, and there, that $25 would go a long way in buying a whole bunch of meals. Another great program, and uh, we're kind of running short on time in this segment already, but uh, Sheriff Chaffins, you, you talked with uh, me a couple of days ago about uh, Shop with a Cop is a program that uh, you've participated in, and I don't, I can't remember a time when Shop with a Cop wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. I know something you all have spent a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears on in helping prop up, but it's also something that, uh, as you go throughout life and through your profession, you see maybe other needs or opportunities that don't necessarily align with. Christmas presents for kids. And so you are kind of uh, forging a, a bold new path with what has historically been known as Shop with a Cop and kind of being rebranded a little bit. Can you share yeah, with that, what we, you're doing? Yeah, we, uh, we normally shop for about 150 kids every year for Shop with a Cop. Usually uh, it's about 150 bucks for each child. Anywhere from fifteen to $20,000 is what we usually spend. And we're still having that program. However, uh, we found that since I've been kind of heading that part of it up, we found that during the year we find ourselves spending, uh, you know, like this year we, we helped, we kind of teamed up with the American Legion family and uh, bought backpacks and earbuds for kids going back to school. Uh, went to the FRC people and they said, if you see any children, and I told each FRC director, if you see any children that come in, do you think they may need some clothing or some shoes or whatever their needs are for school, let us know, and and uh, when I said that, I, we've you know I'm getting calls every day for, to to help kids out. So we didn't want to give people the false impression that when they donated, it's going to kids at Christmas time. We've actually used it for homeless veterans that are that are that have been right here in Grayson County to put them up that are maybe trying to get back home. Uh, we've used that to put them up in a hotel at nighttime. Um, we've we've uh, uh, purchased uh, mattresses uh, for families that um, have had you know, bed bugs or, or some other type of, of tragic event that happened and, and bought some things for the house. And so there's a lot of different areas. So we want to make sure that, um, instead of calling it shop with a cop, we've, uh, we've come up with a behind the badge project. And that lets people know that it's not just being used for Christmas. Most of the money does go to the shop with a cop at the end of the year in December. Uh, but we do use the money for other things, and we want people to, to understand that. But all the money does stay right here in Grayson County. It's as, donated. So. As for someone who has uh, participated directly, uh, who has contributed directly and indirectly uh, through promotion of your events and things, I, for one, am someone who would be comforted with knowing that needs are being met whenever they arise rather than waiting for ho, ho, ho and saying, right. here, you know, right. here, here's a uh, – like, if you can't sustain a person throughout the year, what good is Christmas? Right. You know, type of thing. So I, I, I think it's a it's a wise move, and it's an indication of kind of the times in which we live in that there was once a period of time when really all we had to worry about is would someone have a good Christmas or would they not have a good Christmas? Right. And we don't have the luxury of doing that any longer. We have to adapt to finding the need. And serving it. But you have one of your, I uh, think, first big fundraisers coming up. Our friends at Central Kentucky Race Management, our friend Greg Milby, who's helping uh, uh, coordinate. You're doing, what, a, a light-up 5K? You've got an event coming up? What yeah. are the details on that? Well, it's a September 11th at 6.30 p.m. It's the Light light the Night Family Fun Walk and Run. Um, and it's a salute to first responders. We're going to have fire trucks. We're going to have police cars to light up the trails. Uh, there's going to be music and lights along the course. Um, and the dance party, food trucks are, are there. Uh, children and pets are welcome as well. It's going to be a glow theme, so we're going to have glow bands, glow paint. All that will be handed out at the event. 
Um, and my favorite, there's going to be a free donut um, <laughs> and a race medal for will be waiting at the finish line for everyone. Um, and all proceeds are going to go to our Behind the Badge project. So we're excited about that. We ask everybody, even if you're not running or walking, come out and support uh, because, all, like I said, all the money benefits. And I'm gonna, Real quick, um, it doesn't just benefit underprivileged or under-income or low-income families. We have used the money to, to, to help those families that have just fallen on hard times and may need a hand up. So it goes to middle-income families too and, and uh, things like that. So we ask everybody, if you ever see a, an event with Behind the Badge, uh, just know that it's money staying right here in Grayson County. Safe to say it's a needs-based program. Absolutely. Wherever the need may be, you, uh, may be, you try and fill it. Uh, just to kind of rewind something you said, did, did I hear you say dance party? Oh, yeah. I might even wear my dance belt, you say Mark. You're kinda, well, yeah, I was, here's what I was Before not even – I was not going ballerina. I was, I, was. I, I was not going ballet. I was not going – I actually was going – you're kind of notorious – yeah, for your dance moves true. at the special needs prom. Absolutely. I and so it. I was wondering, will you be busting out some of those moves? My chicken dance skills are kind of rusty oh, right now the because sheriff of the be, pandemic. Sheriff will be doing the chicken dance <laughs> at the Light Up the Night 5K. Where can we find more information? Do you know? Yeah, uh, you go to uh, runsignup.com. Okay. Just R-U-N-S-I-G-N-U-P.com. Run, okay. sign up, and get. Uh, you can sign up there. And you can uh, visit our Facebook page, which will be on after the show. There you go. Behind the Badge. Great new program. Got to get to a break. We'll come back at the water cooler question. Your chance to win. Coming up, you're on In the Know. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with the girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life. Did you know? Sheriff Chaffins, every time I use this song or it comes up in the rotation, the girls or younger people look at me and go, What is this nonsense? You are at least someone who loves the unknown stuntman as much as me. Are you kidding me? Yes. He just now put his headphones Gosh, back on. Gosh, I haven't. Yeah. I said, Would you stop? <laughs> I'm so busted. I keep forgetting. It, it's, it's, it keeps sounding different. Fellow Kentuckian Lee Majors, yes. the unknown stuntman from uh, Middlesboro, Kentucky. The most famous Middlesboro, Kentuckian Lee Majors. Here's Did You Know. 90% of the world's crops come from only 12 species of plants. 90% of the world's crops come from only 12 species of plants. So that's going to be True. what wheat, barley, Oh, that wasn't Corn. a question. It was not a, it was not a question. That's the true. water cooler question is here, though. Oh, okay. That's what you're thinking of. Here it is. The water cooler question for today, you're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. You will text your answer to 270-259-6000. It has been calculated that in your lifetime, you'll hurt yourself about 190 times while doing this. It has been calculated that in your lifetime you'll hurt yourself about 190 times doing this. Text your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Going to give you your choice of uh, theme park tickets today. You can either give your choice between Kentucky Kingdom, Beach Bend, or uh, Holiday World. You have your choice between those three. Just FYI, uh, last time you need to show Sam wherever that, that button is that plays that song because he spent 20 minutes trying to get the news off before it started the last time I was here. And I thought it was quite funny. Which song is it that you're talking about? Any song? <laughs> no, not, not that. Your the little, song? No, no, not the song, but the the little, uh, what's it called? What do you call those songs? The Return Bumpers? The one that's playing right now. Oh, just bed music? Just Well, that's not what I would have called it, but bed music this is think music it's a music bed is that the like the official dj term for it yeah. really right, really pulling the curtain back know. here bed music mm-hmm. it's over sorry it's music bed i mean we can have more of it if you'd like there it is two seven zero two five nine six thousand you telling me sam doesn't know where all the buttons well, he are? went to break i mean he went he, he Listen, played the news there has never been a button i didn't want to push <laughs> so i know where they all are don't don't you worry. We don't worry. We didn't say anything to him about it. On the, even on the air, we didn't. 
until today. No, no, no. We we actually dogged him the second it happened. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I mean, well, I would hope so. I would have. Absolutely. All right. Uh, what do you need to know about today? Oh, Mike Richards and Mayim Bialik are the new hosts of Jeopardy. So a- Amy Farrah Fowler is going to host the primetime and spinoff series of Jeopardy. Mike Richards, who has been the executive producer, has done a fine job. He's going to be the full-time. He'll be the new Alex Trebek time slot. They decided yesterday. Does this make you happy? I thought Maya and Bialik did a really good job. As a Jeopardy watcher, I I thought she did fine. And I think this is a good balance. We'll get her. We'll get her, but we... She doesn't have to dedicate her entire career to hosting Jeopardy. That work. Uh, Nate Burleson is a new CBS This Morning co-host. He auditioned for them back uh, over the course of the summer. He's done a fine job, but he'll be replacing Anthony Mason. So one more uh, plus 50-year-old Caucasian man shown the door. He's going to stay with CBS. I'm not sure what he's going to do, but... So now it's going to be Gail King, Tony DeCopel, and um, Nate Burleson will be your CBS This Morning lineup. Did you all write down any answers to the question, by the way? I did. I can't believe we've gotten a bunch of answers, but none of them are correct. I'm going to give you a hint. It may involve tissue. It may involve tissue. It's been calculated that in your lifetime you'll hurt yourself about 190 times while doing this. I'm not going to tell you if you're correct or not, but Sheriff, you want to tell me what you guessed? Yeah, well, I don't use tissue when I take a shower, but I do stub my toe about every time I get in the shower. I see. Okay. Um, I've seen one of those things on television where they the door opens up, and then you close the door after you get in and then turn the water on, and it fills up. You've seen one of those? No. It it's might for keep, old people. Yeah, it's for old people. It uh, might keep you sh- from... It would, the water comes out cold. It does. I can't. Oh, when uh, you first turn it on, of course. Yeah, well, okay. you're talking about a bath, though, right? Well, once you get in there, then they have one of those wands, so it's a bath com- shower combo type okay. of thing. So yeah, I'm not, well, I'm not ready for that yet, Mark. Okay, well, I clearly have been. I, I got my AARP catalog, and I've been thumbing <laughs> through, going, "Ooh, well, I have that to look forward so awful to." Convenient, yeah. Miss Buckles, what did you write down? Well, the first thing I wrote down before you gave the hint was wrestling. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, got it. My second one is blowing nose. Ah, that was a popular answer as well. That is, not, oh, I said I wasn't going to tell you that. That is incorrect. Huh. So, again, it has been calculated that in your lifetime you'll hurt yourself about 190 times while doing this. What is it? And you may need some tissue when this happens. So, there you go. we got to get to a break, and we'll come back, and we'll finish it up for the morning. So, hang around here on In the Know. Ponder for today. My boards are crazy. Give me point to ponder for today. I'm actually going to cede the time to a public service announcement. Uh, Sheriff, you've been having some fun with scammers on your phone, but uh, they're preying upon uh, people in our community again. Scammers? Yeah, I, I usually keep them on for about 30 minutes and then they end up cussing me out towards the end of the phone conversation. But recently we've had uh, someone that will call claiming to be, they'll get on our website. They'll get our deputies' names. They'll claim to be one of our deputies saying that we have a warrant and uh, uh, request money or gift cards or money cards or something like that. So if anybody does that, if you receive a call from my office asking for money, we're not – it's a scam. Just hang up the phone and don't give them any information. All right. Very good. I, I, I still marvel at how many people fall for those, but they clearly do. So these people are skillful. And uh, they are very convincing, so just persistent. By the way, uh, so uh, fifty nine eighty six. If your number ends in fifty nine eighty six, you're the winner. You knew the answer was shaving to the water cooler question. And by the way, good use of an emoji. There's actually a little razor on there. So uh, fifty nine eighty six. Congratulations! You can have your choice of uh, Holiday World or Beach Bend or Kentucky Kingdom tickets on television tonight. I'm excited about. The Field of Dreams game, live from uh, Iowa. It'll be the Yankees versus the Chicago White Sox from Dyersville, Iowa. 
at the filming site of the 1989 movie Field of Dreams. That was a good movie. Yeah, I love the movie. I enjoyed movie. it. It's going to be um, um, on Fox. So is it they, an actual game? Does it count as a win? I yeah, mean, it is part of the 162 game series. That's one of the reasons they had to rebuild the stadium to make it a regulation. This is not the actual. It's on the farm, but it's not the field. Does that make sense? You got about eight thousand spectators, which will make it look completely different. But uh, it'll be. I think it comes on at maybe. 5.30 on the pregame show on Fox. It's an hour-long pregame, and then they start the game. I think it'll be neat to watch. I doubt I'll watch the entire thing. They should have a spinoff of, like, with, like, Children of the Corn or something like that. <laughs> you know, like they go into the field and they don't ever come back. What's funny is that when I was telling you the 1989 movie, Field of Dreams, I almost went, <laughs> which is a reference to Children of the yes. Corn. So, apparently, you could tell we're children of the 80s because we both went there. Uh, today's highlight in history, this day, 1985, the world's most, the world's worst single aircraft disaster occurred as a crippled Japan Airlines Boeing 747 on a domestic flight crashed into a mountain, killing 250, uh, 520 people. Indianapolis Motor Speedway first opened this date in 1909. They're hosting uh, NASCAR and uh, IndyCar, I think, this weekend on their uh, road course. The first balloon communication satellite, the Echo One was launched from Cape Canaveral this date in 1960. Ian Fleming, the creator of James Bond, passed away this date in 1964. IBM introduced the first personal computer, the 5150, this date in 1981. I saw a comment earlier where Dennis Cook said that he loved when you're on and that you're number one. Dennis was being sarcastic. It was that a you can tell facetious? Yes, he's very You can tell sarcasm yes. in text. Yes. I've always struggled with that being able to sense sarcasm. Yeah. So, he's just but jealousy. that must be from your great interrogation and interviewing skills as a peace officer that I don't have. Don't be a hater, Dennis. <laughs> I, oh, okay. Now when I read it a certain way. Okay, I got it. In the same way everybody loves Raymond. So this is, I love when Norman is on the air. He's number one. Yeah, that's that's exactly. So, that's, Dennis, that's Dennis, I wonder which finger Dennis is holding up when he says you're number one. I hope it's the index finger. Well, knowing Dennis, it probably is. But, you know, hey, I love Dennis. I love Dennis, too. And uh, Dennis is a great guy. And uh, Dennis is a number one in my book as well. Funny, that didn't have a sarcastic tone, but yet I still heard the sarcasm. Yeah. They did. Interesting. Mean, yeah. Very interesting. Birthdays today. George Hamilton is 82. Mark Knopfler is 72. And Sir Mix-a-Lot is 58 today. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Sir Mix-a-Lot's uh -oh. real name is Tony Ray. Yeah, I would never know. Well, that hit, I mean, and here's Baby Got Back by Tony Ray. Yeah, that would have it, never It wouldn't have gone anywhere, well. right? Mm -hmm. no. But here's Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah. Well, British royalty right here. Sir Mix-a-Lot. I'm going to have Dennis start calling me Sir Norm-a-Lot. <laughs> he likes that. Like it. Like it. Bust out that character at your dance party Absolutely. that you're going to have. Absolutely. Gone but not forgotten, Cecil B. DeMille in 1881, Porter Wagner in 1927, Buck Owens, born this date in 1929. All you got to do is act naturally. Chart Topper. Let's go to Chart Topper. She was afraid to 1959. Brian Hyland was number one. Tell the people what she wore. It was an I don't care what you say, it has to be your favorite Brian Hyland song. Yeah, I didn't know who sang that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that's one of the only ones. 1969, Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Never heard of that one either. I've got friends that probably did. Oh, oh, you know this one. Oh, yeah. 1978, Frankie Valley. Grease is just a good movie, and I'm not afraid to admit it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. My grandparents are the ones who recorded it for my sisters on VHS before you know we had access to such. They recorded it on cable or something. And then my sisters wore out the VCR. But I'm just going to tell you, I was a proud watcher of Grease. <laughs> if you'd have asked me, Mark, who sang that, you know what I would have said? The Bee Gees. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was thinking that, but that was I had it in my mind. Yes. I can see it. To Pal, number one. This day, 1987, Heart and Soul. It's Grease Lightning. Will you do the Grease Lightning move at maybe you and Dennis? I'll have to take a look. Maybe Doug Robinson. Now we've been. I I'll do, do the, the one... T Birds dance. Do Grease Lightning at your dance party. We'll do the one chip challenge, and then we'll watch Dennis do the Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> because he'll be making Ooh, those moves after Grease Lightning. You segue right into the Macarena. The Macarena. Los Del Rio. This late in 1996. Is that the Pussycat Dolls? No, it is not. No, that's a cover, isn't it? But yes. the Pussycat Dolls were number one this date in 2005. The reason I pulled it because Nicole Scherzinger is from Louisville. Hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. And Sam Smith, number one, stay with me in 2014. Do we want to see Dennis doing Grease Lightning now? I do. I so do. do. I want to see Dennis's version of it. (laughs) I so want to see it. We can get, um, all right, find an old beat up Studebaker. uh, Get Mark Stanton to paint it with the flames on it, like Grease Lightning. And then you all can do the Thunderbirds. I'll have to be, like, announcing it, so I won't be able to participate in the dance contest. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Sure. Just bring the one chips. Grease Lightning. (laughs) He's going to start his own Grease Lightning move. Go, go. Go. (laughs) I like Hey, Mark, you, hey, listen. Now, you with Dennis... That move you just did right there? Uh, 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 yes, uh, uh, I like uh, it. Uh, I like he's it. a lightning. That's about all I can do. Oh, all right. Thanks for coming in. And my pleasure. Good to see you. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. A person with a sharp tongue will eventually cut himself. A person with a sharp tongue will eventually cut himself. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Norman Chaffins, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.